everyone. It's Phil Bailey here back for another episode of the London, Ontario real estate podcast. This is episode five and we're nearing February of 2021. We're still in January right now while I'm recording this. Today, what I'm going to do is actually answer a question from a fellow Londoner that I received. Uh, If anyone has questions that they'd like me to go over on the podcast, please just send me an email. It's philbailey at roylepage.ca. If you have any questions about real estate in London, I'm always happy to answer them. And this is a question that I get quite often. um, And it is about what are the closing costs that I can maybe estimate getting into before I'm buying a home in London and area. So this will vary quite a bit and it will really depend on one of the main things I always ask is, are you a first time home buyer? Or are you not a first time home buyer? That certainly impacts things. If you read most things online and from what I see from clients, most people are kind of in that, one and a half percent, maybe up to three percent of the purchase price. And I'm going to go through a few of those costs that people sometimes don't think about. And it's something that you certainly want to be ready for. I wouldn't recommend you push right to the end of your mortgage uh, pre-approval. You use all of your down payment up because there will be some costs that you're going to face when you're buying property and properties exchanging hands in the province of Ontario where, where I work. So one of the big ones is do be prepared if you would like to do home inspection to pay the fee for the home inspection. I'd say you're likely in the four or $500 range most of the time. And it really depends on the size of the home, whether it's maybe a little bit less than that. If you're looking at a smaller townhouse, it might be a little bit less than obviously a large 3000 square foot house, but do be prepared for a few hundred bucks to, to, to do that. The other thing is that when you put an offer on in a property, Property. So uh, this week in London, everything's been still going uh, pretty crazy. There's, uh, I think, a few of the offers that I've been on involved in this week have had 20 plus uh, offers from people wishing to buy the home that my client also wished to buy, sometimes successfully and sometimes not. Uh, so one of the things that if you are successful and you certainly want to be prepared for this before you make that offer is that you want to have what's called a deposit ready to go. Typically, the deposit will be payable within 24 hours of someone accepting your offer if you do write it that way. That's typically how I will write it that way in the in the offer itself. Recently, though, what I'm noticing is for one, a larger deposit size. So Typically, I would say 1% to 2% of the purchase price is probably pretty typical. I am seeing this going up a little bit. And honestly, I think this is coming from the, the market conditions that we're in and everything selling so quickly over ask and also a lot of uh, folks coming from out of town. And we want to make sure that those deposits are paid as, as quickly as possible and that, that everyone is respecting that 24-hour rule or it's actually sometimes paid um as part of the offer. So like I said, there are some changes that are happening. I'm noticing it. One I'm noticing is larger deposit sizes. So on a $500,000 house or a $600,000 house, you might even notice something like a fifteen dollars to $20,000 deposit, where maybe before I would write those as maybe $10,000 deposits or even less sometimes, uh, depending on, on the market. 
the other thing that you'll you'll notice is that a lot of folks will want or our sellers or listing agents will want proof of that deposit prior to you making the offer or with your offer so uh, sometimes it's a photo of a bank draft sometimes it will actually be that you you'll want to show that you have the the funds available some other times like I said you can actually include the deposit as part of the offer uh, and that's something that I'm noticing is is happening more and more. So just be prepared for that. It, it will come off your your fees and your down payment at the end of the day. That that deposit will be held in what's called a trust account by the listing agent. I don't think I need to get completely into that, but it is something that uh, is basically there to protect you to make sure that that money is is not uh, is still there when the the home closes. So there's very specific rules that brokerages need to cover around this, and if they do not, uh, obviously they're faced with uh, some some pretty massive uh, issues they'll, they'll run into. So the money will be there until closing. Um, and then typically, uh, the, the lawyer will tell you what the remaining is, and it'll be taken off uh, your, your down payment. So another few things to consider if you are putting really less than 20% down as a down payment, there will be uh, what's called mortgage default insurance. Uh, one of the main providers of this that you've probably heard is CMHC. So it's it's not really something that is usually considered really a, a traditional closing cost. That it's it's as it's actually added to the total mortgage you require, and that amount is actually going to be amortized over the life of your mortgage. Uh, speaking with uh, brokers, there's certainly differences in the percentage you put down and how much that cost will be. If you do have 20% down or more you will not be paying that mortgage default insurance. Uh, if you have less, you will be, and I would certainly be asking for those costs in advance. Other things that are uh, generally mandatory closing costs, things that you're gonna have to think about, one is land transfer tax. So this is one reason why I always ask folks if they're first-time homebuyers or not. Uh, land transfer tax, there is a uh, credit for, for this, not sometimes the entire amount, but for some of the amount if you're a first-time homebuyer. Uh, if in the London market, uh, you're you're going to want to be ready for this because this can actually add up uh, quite, quite substantially for, for your cost. Um, other things, legal fees and uh, what are called disbursements. I would ask the lawyer for what their rough fees are um, in advance of working with them. Ask them what their fee is, but then ask them what generally they're, they're running into for a purchase of, of your uh, your size. As part of those legal costs, uh, the, the lawyer will generally uh, purchase what's called title insurance. So that's something, probably at least a couple hundred dollars, I believe, that's part of those legal costs. Again, I'm not a lawyer. I, I know I say that on most podcasts. Definitely not a lawyer, but uh, someone that you want to be uh, using as part of your uh, your arsenal when you're uh, you're purchasing a home. Uh, one of the other things, if you are considering buying a condominium, is that I will generally. I will always recommend that you review the status certificate prior to making an offer or as part of our offer. The status certificate includes all of the financials of the condominium. It also includes uh, reserve fund studies, which uh, will really determine if that condo has enough money in the bank and that if they're going to run into potential issues. One of the biggest concerns I have with condominiums is a rising condo fee that gets to some extraordinary measures. Sometimes I've seen them over $1,000 per month. 
the other one is what we call special assessments. Um, so those are additional fees that you might have to pay if they run into almost like an emergency uh, type situation. But I am seeing those paid for things like a new roof, uh, new windows. I, I had a building, I saw a building actually that ran into some issues when they were dealing with uh, removing some windows, putting some new ones in. They ran into some asbestos issues. And I think that was costing owners at that time. This was several years ago, but I think it was costing them at least uh, four or $5,000 per year in addition to their, their condominium fee. So we'll want to review that. Um, to be honest, most lawyers, I think it's about $100, $200 to review something like that. I think it's one of the best uh uh, spent uh, monies that you'll be you'll be using to make sure that you're you're covering your butt if uh, if you do run into an issue around uh, condo condo fees going up. Uh, another thing you may run into is things like an appraisal fee. So some uh, sometimes you will have to do an appraisal on a property. I think that's about usually a few hundred dollars. I don't quote me exactly on these, by the way, but I'm just kind of trying to give you some some rough numbers. I think probably about two hundred fifty three and fifty dollars in that range. Sometimes they're included and sometimes they're not you want to ask that to the mortgage broker that you're working with or or your lender another thing you'll want to have uh, in place and be ready for that is your mortgage insurance. So it's usually paid in a monthly uh, fashion, but sometimes they they will want to make sure that that's, they have to make sure actually usually for the mortgage that that's there in advance of you closing. So there's certainly a cost involved with setting that up. Uh, also, if uh, any of the utilities have uh, been paid, you may have to reimburse uh, some of the previous owner for anything that's been paid in advance. Usually those cutoffs are pretty, pretty tight, but there may be something that does come up. Uh, the other thing that uh, is, is something I always usually get questions on is property taxes. So property taxes when you're closing in a home is, uh, it's really calculated as part of the home's value. There's going to be an assessed value on the home. You're going to get a, so you could have a home that's worth 500000 with a much lower uh, price in, in the market, sorry, that's worth 500000 that has a much different uh, property tax bill than the same home that's worth 500000 Typically a newer build will be matched with what the price you actually paid for it is. A home that's say built in 1942 is probably going to have a property tax bill that's usually lower than uh, really what the, the market value is of that home. So with property taxes and closing costs, what can happen is that say the current owner, uh, the, the seller, actually paid their property taxes for the entire rest of the year and you took possession after those property taxes were due. Well, you're certainly going to be owing some money back to that seller when you take over uh, the 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 ownership of that home. So it shouldn't be the entire property bill because if the, you are closing on something, um, you know, later on in the year, though, there could be a few months left, and they may have already paid uh, paid for those property taxes. Um, the other th other side can happen with some of these things as well, where we do uh, adjustments uh, because something might be your responsibility that it should have already been really paid in advance of that close. So you certainly want to make sure you have a, uh, a lawyer who's uh, very astute and following all these things, which I'm sure you, you will. Um, and all the lawyers that uh, I've had an opportunity to work with in, uh, in London recently uh, understand this stuff uh, far better than, than even I do. And they can give you a rundown on, on what is expected. Um, the really these are the the main things that you should be you should be thinking about. But I, I would have some money set aside for those closing costs because you don't want to run into a, an issue where you're you're 
perfectly matched out for your your down payment and then you run into oh heck i gotta pay all of these extra things that i wasn't really aware of so just be ready for that i think the general rule of thumb again probably about two to three percent of that uh, purchase price you should have uh, available to you to make sure that you can pay for for closing costs um, i know that was a, a little technical today but i hope that's helpful to to some of you if you have any very specific questions for me or anything i can help with at any time uh, just email me at philbailey at royallepage.ca um, or you can uh, you can just get in touch with me through mainly all the social medias facebook uh, instagram uh, whatever you see fit i hope everyone has a great rest of january and as we uh, get through covid and this lockdown together that we're all going through i know uh, uh, brighter brighter things are ahead for for all of us and hopefully we can all get out and uh, and do this in a, uh, a safe fashion when when this all comes to an end. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope everyone has a great day. Talk to you soon.